you're in right now, whatever's come, whatever the devil's launched, it is but for a moment, it is a light affliction. And I, the Lord God, will deliver you out of it by my word that you believe and speak. And I am the Lord, and I have triumphed over it. And I will have my way if you will have my say. And it shall be as I have declared that you believe and tell. The mountain is listening to you speak to the mountain. I will tell you the script. I will give you the words, and the mountain will move in your life. I have made you my mountain movers in Alabama. I want this state. I have declared this state to be mine. I will have my way. Will you be used by me, saith the Lord, in this day? Well, what are y'all saying to that? Hallelujah. Here am I, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then in verse 18, it says, while Okay, so this is working for us a, 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 a more, a far more exceeding internal weight of glory when, while we look not at the things which are seen. Well, there must be something else to look at. Praise God. We're looking at the Word of God. And if you're looking at anything else, you're going down. It'll hurt. It'll be painful. You'll cry. You'll tell the story. But, but that's where it's going. If you look at the things that are in this world right now, it's going to hurt. So we're going to put our eyes on Jesus. We're going to put our eyes on the Lord. And what does it say there? What does it say, Debbie? The last part of that verse. The not seen are eternal. They're life-giving. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the Lord told me this morning that he's not through advancing you and advancing you. That though you have notched up, though you have taken ground, though you have obeyed me, and you have set yourself in agreement with him, he is not through making a demonstration and spectacle of you. So do not settle, do not set back, do not say, this is plenty, I have excelled, I have exceeded, I have been made what he has called me to do at this moment. For the end is not through, saith the Lord, I have not been fulfilled in the plan I have given to you, yet so shall it be, saith the Lord. Amen. Yes. Amen. And I tell these young men back here, you young men back here, where's my other young man? Young man right here, young man right here. You're not that young anymore. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> young man right here, young man, young man, young man, I tell you, the Lord said to me this morning, I will raise them up. The word will not return void. I will raise them up. I will raise you up, John Baker. I will raise you up. I will raise you up. I will say he's going to raise them up. Come on, y'all. He will raise them up. We agree, Lord, that ye will raise you up. Now I ask you, Rob Lee and Wes and Micah, I'll ask you, Daniel, and I'll ask you, Montel, I'll ask you, Jacob, will you be raised up? Will you let the Lord raise you up, John? Hallelujah. I believe there's a work in progress here. There's a demonstration of the Lord going on right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we're not going to talk about it this morning, but the Lord has told me this week, 
I mean, I have, it's been a, you sometimes when you just sit around and do nothing, and pretty much that's what we did this week, uh, we mowed the grass, me and Jacob, we, we mowed the grass, you know about we mowed the grass, <laughs> we shot the bear, hallelujah, but that's about all I did this week in no sense, but I'll tell you, I've been listening, are y'all listening to the Lord? He's, he's moving, he's not taking Independence Day off. He's, he's wanting to, if you'll stop, he'll talk. That's why people get more stuff in the shower than any other time. That's why when you are mowing the grass and it's just like, what am I doing here? He'll start downloading stuff because you're not thinking. And he, he gets a little, you know, he gets an edge in there. And he's been talking to me about prospering by the covenant. Don't quit your day job just yet. Uh, yeah, I know who I am. Prospering you by the covenant. And we could go to Deuteronomy 8 where it says, don't forget, but remember it's the Lord thy God that giveth thee the power to get wealth. The power is different than hiring out. Hallelujah. There is a wealth that Lord want, the Lord wants to bring by the covenant, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by the covenant. Anybody in here in a covenant with Almighty God? Anybody know you've been born again? You've been bought out, sought out and bought out, and you've yielded to that. Nothing you did, you can't break the covenant because you didn't make the covenant. Hallelujah. We're receiving our Sunday morning tithes and offerings right now. If you're giving this morning, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass it up. I, it is God speaking to me. I absolutely believe everything it says, no matter what the devil says, no matter what people say, no matter what circumstances look like, I am all it says that I am. I can do all that it says I can do. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. I am about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, always able, never failing, ever living, seed of God's word. Nothing is impossible to me because I believe. And everything is turning out amazing. Amen. Turn with me to the book of 2 Kings this morning. Praise God. I've got a word for you. I came in last night. Debbie and I rode around in the neighborhood and I came in and changed my whole message. Hallelujah. So, how, you know, when you get a fresh hot word, Praise God. It'll help you. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Kings. I wrote down in my notes that it's on page 356 because I've been up here before where I couldn't find a book in the Bible. You know, it's like, where is Nahum? <laughs> you know, and I'm the one that scheduled that stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to talk to you this morning about never giving up. I want to talk about never giving up. That you don't even go to the edge of the boundary or the border where they're giving up. Where you never give up in your heart. You are on it and you never give up. Look at this in 2 Samuel. Look in chapter 6. We've read this many times, but we're... Second Kings, that'll be better. Yes, it will. Chapter 6, verse 24. And it came to pass... Y'all like our screen up here? Isn't that cool? Hallelujah. And it came in that way, 
you know, before I could stumble around and run words together and move them around, and everybody goes, yeah, that's it. But up here, it's like, what's he saying? That's not it. Hallelujah. <laughs> and it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his host and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver, that'd be 80, and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. Now, I will admit this morning, we've preached this before, talked about it before, and you know, dove's dung sounds like it's obviously a descriptor of something. But actually, I've since researched that and found out that it's a bitter herb, or it's, some people think that it's a uh, kind of bean that when they're piled up looks like something else. But nevertheless, I just wanted to clarify that, that I have got researched on that. They weren't resorting quite to that but it was still a bitter herb. It's the last thing in the cupboard when you're running out. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not frito pie. Hallelujah. <laughs> and as the king of Israel was passing upon the wall, the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the wine press? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. Have you ever felt like giving up? This is a giving up place right here. You understand, they're eating donkey's heads. You know how much, you know, you know how much uh, meat there is on a donkey's head? You ever, you ever petted a, a horse's head? You know, it's, you're talking... Pretty, pretty grisly, hallelujah. And then you talk about this story here, uh, giving up. If you ever were in a bad situation, and I know we've all seen it. So we boiled my son and did eat him. This is the saddest story in the Bible, I guess, yeah. other than the Lord Jesus himself. And I said to her on the next day, give thy son that we may eat him. And she hath hid her son. If you read the rest of that chapter, you see that the king, he just lost it. He just like, what have we come to here? Uh, and he wanted to give up. What do you do? You know, what can you do when it becomes that desperate? And so what he did is he blamed somebody. He got in there and he said, where is Elisha? If his head stands on his body at the end of this day, it'll be a surprise to me. He began to, to want to fix the problem, fix the challenge. Because he had given up. Desperate means, means you've given up. Listen, Jesus said, my yoke is easy. And what else? And my burden is light. We, like Debbie said, we are sons and daughters of God. And we're in the Father's house. And no, we don't have problems. Do you know the word problem's not in the Bible? It's not. Every one of them has been solved in the Lord Jesus. Amen. It's just a matter of discovery. But look in chapter 7. We'll go on and and because uh, there's some things there. But it's, then Elisha said, now Elisha's been threatened here. He, the king has put out a word saying this is, this is God's fault and this is the man of God's fault. We get that a lot around here if you wanted to know something. And Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. I want to tell you right here, this is the answer to every time, everything that you've ever experienced that made you want to give up. 
You just got to hear the word of the Lord. When you, when you feel like giving up, you have lost the word of the Lord. Y'all say amen. amen. You've lost it. You don't know enough yet, or you've forgotten what you knew. But giving up is always the absence of the word of the Lord. Because the word of the Lord always has the answer. And you never want to give up when you have the word of the Lord. And so the answer came from heaven. He said, and hear ye the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord, tomorrow, tomorrow, not next year, tomorrow. You know, if they're eating babies, we can't wait for a, a long-term prayer meeting. We can't send the, chain, the prayer chain around the world. We, we, can't, we can't get our intercessors together when we're eating our babies. It's, it's, it's gone as far as it can go. There's nothing left to exhaust in desperation. He said, hear ye the word of the Lord tomorrow. About this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Right here in downtown. Right here. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven. And that's an Old Testament term when they were talking about the provision of the Lord. Might this thing be? He was mocking. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. Now notice they were leprous, which is the scourge of, of the outcast in that day. You could be having a great day as a leper and feel like giving up. On your best day as a leper, there is nothing good about your life. You understand, it is, it is the advanced stages of AIDS in the sense of life. And not only are you having a tough time, you can't go and get provision. When there is provision, you're on the outside of the gate. You're separated from the people. There is no hope. They have allowed you to live, but if there was anything, anything going on, they're going to kill you dead because you are worthless. You are, you, are the in, you are the scourge of the world. And so here they are on the outside of the gate. There's no food on the inside, and they're on the outside. It is hopeless. And it says here, uh, there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said one to another, why sit ye here until we die? Now, these guys had felt like giving up. You know, life is tough in every realm, but here it is, the good folks are having a tough time, and they've already had a hard time. But I want to tell you, one of them, and this is the way it starts in every group, they didn't all just chime in at the same time. One of them, listen, one of them said, why sit we here till we die? Now, you've had it a suggestion before in a group of people when things were tough and things were hard and everybody felt like giving up, and you had a suggestion before, and it died on the floor, so to speak. You ever, you ever had, you know, well, we could do this. And they all, oh, no, that won't work because of this, and that won't work because of that. Everybody's got already got a negative tone. Are y'all here this morning? Yeah. But these guys, all of them said, yeah. This is amazing right there. One of them started it, but they all said, yeah. None of them had a clue of what that would be, but they advanced the cause by saying, why sit we here till we die? I'm here to tell you this morning, this is how you stay out of giving up, is you know there's an option. Say, there's always an option in the Lord. There's always an option. There's always an opportunity. There's always a so-called window of heaven that's available, but you hadn't seen it. But you got to start looking. You got to know that it's there. 
And they said, why sit we here till we die? And they all agreed because it said that they said one to another, why sit here we will to die? Verse 4, they begin to explore their options. They said, if we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. And if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Oh, hallelujah. There's always a way to win. Point yourself right now and say it with me. There's always a way to win. In the Lord. Now, I'm not saying in the world there is. But in the Lord, there's always a good way to win. And it says in verse 5, they rose up in the twilight. When? In the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were coming to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there for the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled when? In the twilight. So now when, what was going on in the twilight? Well, we know in the twilight is when the lepers rose up. So what did the Syrians hear? They heard one thing, but it was quite another. It was caused by them advancing. Do you think they would have heard the host if they'd sat there at the gate saying, we're going to die? You know, Leroy, we're going to die. <laughs> but somebody said, why sit we here till we die? And it goes on and says, they, uh, in verse 8, well, it goes on there and, and says, hey, and, and then they plundered the camp, took it back, and the king didn't believe it, thought it was a trick and a trap and all that, but they were all delivered. And sure enough, what the word of the Lord was that this time tomorrow there will be provision, it happened just like the Lord said. Never give up. Never give up. Depression, anxiety is always the entertainment in your soul. And the, and the ignoring of the word of the Lord, the entertainment of your soul, that things are bad. I'm telling you, things are never bad. It's just that you're looking at the things which are seen instead of looking at the things which are unseen. You're just looking at the wrong thing. The word looking there in 2 Corinthians 4 is the word take aim. We look not at the things which are seen. We take aim. We don't focus on those things, but we look at the word of the Lord. And turn to, turn, turn to Mark chapter 5. Real quick, Mark chapter 5. Praise God. Now, we could go all day and into the night about the things that cause people to want to give up in the word of God and how God always, I said he always came and delivered them. No one ever came to Jesus for healing and was turned back. Nobody. People did die. People did succumb to their disease, but Jesus never turned away anybody. But they had to come to him. Come on, y'all. It says in chapter 5, you know this story well. We'll just go for it real quick. It says in verse uh, uh, 22, behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, when Jesus excuse me, when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Now, don't y'all know, he wanted to give up. Why? Verse 23, and besought him greatly saying, my little daughter. Now, when there's a daddy involved, what is more precious than his little daughter? Well, you know, you could argue it every way, but that is always in the precious realm, isn't it? My little daughter, 
Let's see where I am. Uh, lieth at the point of death. So he's already been through it, hadn't he? This didn't just happen. Fell off the swing set. She's been in it. I pray thee come and lay thy hands on her. Why sit we here till she dies? That's what he had to think. It's hopeless. There's no hope. She's at the point of death. They've given up. There's nothing to do. But why should I sit here until she dies? And so he says, I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed. And she shall live. And Jesus went with him. Jesus went with him. And you can read over there in verse, uh, verse 41. He said, uh, uh, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. It had a happy ending. But if you go back over here in verse 25, and a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things by many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus. See, when you're about to give up, you got to hear something. You got to hear something. You got to put yourself in a position to hear something different. If you just keep hanging around with what made you get there where you're about to give up, you're going down. You're going down. Do you know anybody that you've personally saved, not because you went in there and worked a miracle, but because you just went in there with good news? And it changed their perspective. It changed their outlook. It changed their attitude. And all of a sudden, they were able to receive something. You know, if you don't water your yard and, it's, and it doesn't rain, and then it does rain, the ground gets so hard that when it does rain, it just runs off. What you have to do is you have to go out there before it rains, and you've got to put a little water on it and get it softened up so it can even receive the rain. And we've got to keep ourselves open to the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord that will deliver you has to have a place to be received. You can get hard. You can backslide. You can be around with the wrong company, a bunch of cynical people, or even great people, love God, born again, but don't have an openness to the word of faith. Just don't, th just don't think God does miracles anymore or just hasn't seen any, and it's, it, they're cynical. They, they look at it like, ah, and so they're not open, and so the seed of God's word, when it comes, needs to come, must come. It just bounces off. What you're doing this morning, just, be, just by being in this environment, you may not have any great need in your life this morning, but you're keeping your heart open to the word that's going to deliver you in another day. What you're doing this morning, seemingly so insignificant. Anyone in town could be doing it. It's not renowned. It's not famous. It's not something noteworthy in the sense of, of what people would say, but you are setting yourself up for a victory that cannot be denied. There's another day that will declare this day. This day may not declare it, but there is a day that will declare it. I've spent 32 years getting my life ready for this day. You can't just say, well, I'm going to get born again, and I'm going to become a preacher, and everybody's going to. It just takes a lot of years of working stuff out of your life, doesn't it? And working stuff into your life to even be able to qualify to, believe, to bring a word that will set somebody free. Amen. Well, they felt like giving up. And the word says here, you know, the woman with issue of blood. It says that uh, she, uh, she heard of Jesus and she got into the press. She touched his garment and Jesus turned. And you know the story there. We also know about in, uh, in Matthew 15, the Syrophoenician woman that had a little daughter that was demon possessed. And what Jesus tell her, he said, healing is the what? The children's bread. And was she one of the children? She was not. And she could have just taken it and said, you know, you're right. The facts are 
Healing is the children's bread, and the facts are, I'm not one of the children. But she contested him. She wouldn't give up. She pressed in and said, but even the little dogs under the table get the crumbs that fall. And Jesus turned to her and said, great faith. And her daughter was delivered in that hour. You know, blind Bartimaeus. They told him, shut up, son, shut up. And he threw off his beggar garment and said, son of David, have mercy on me. He went for the word of the Lord. You got to go for the word of the Lord. Uh, there's others, uh, there's Mark 10, uh, Mark, excuse me, Mark 9. There's the story about the man that had the, the son that was demon-possessed and thrown into the fire, thrown into the water. Y'all remember that? And, and, and the disciples, he brought them to the disciples, and the disciples couldn't do anything. And instead of just saying, well, I guess it's God's will for my son to be thrown into the fire and be demon-possessed, he went to Jesus. You've got to go where the source is. Amen. You can't go to religion. You can't go what by other people's experiences. Because all the disciples said, you know, and even later the disciples said, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus dealt with them. But at that moment, Jesus talked to him and, and said, this isn't right. And the man said, Lord, li listen to what he said. He said, Lord, help my unbelief. Y'all remember that? Help my unbelief. And he got in faith. Y'all, can we get in faith this morning? Amen. Can you get in faith? I know you got faith. We're, we're talking about, Debbie read it in Galatians 2.20 this morning. We have the faith of the Lord inside of us at the new birth. It's in us. But to get in faith, to activate the faith that's inside of you, you have it like, like I got muscles. I got all the muscles that, that Arnold has or whoever, you know. I got all those muscles. You can name them and number them, and I got them all. But... They're not doing much right now <laughs> in my body. Hallelujah. I've kind of got them on standby. <laughs> I can develop them anytime, but it will hurt like everything for a while. You know that's right. Do you all know what I'm talking about? And our faith is in there, but you got to develop it because otherwise you're going to give up. Never, ever give up. Come on, point. Tell yourself, never, ever give up. Child of God, you are not supposed to give up because there's always a way to win. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to give you the answer to this. Praise God. They all had an opportunity to give up. All these people I've told you about, the woman with the issue of blood, the Jairus, the Syrophoenician woman, they all came to the place that you and I have come at one time or another where we say, you know, it's just not worth it. It's too much trouble. There is no answer. I don't know what it is. I give up. Shame on us for giving up or, or entertaining. You know, you may have been on the inside that says, I'm just disgusted. And you could have been mad at somebody. You ever been mad at somebody because actually you could point to somebody that put you in the situation you're in? Yeah, you could just say, you know, my life would be better if it hadn't been for what they did. We all have that option. But actually, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's just the devil using people. And we could get real self-righteous about them, but then we'd have to look at ourselves and say, you know, the truth be known, I've been used by the devil in people's lives. 
somebody could point their bony finger at me and say, if you had done right, I would have it right. And you'd go, you know, I did mess up. It was a blow up. It was a, a, you know. So we're all guilty in that sense. We just have to put on righteousness in him and say, there's always a way to win. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at this verse. We're going to visit it because this is who you and I are. This is who we are. And when you know who you are, you know what you can do, and you know what you have. Did you hear me? When you know who you are, you then, then and only then do you know what you can do. Can you cast out devils? You have to know who you are. How do you know that? You have to know who you are because you have a sin from yesterday that if you don't know who you are, the forgiven, the righteous, then you're going to say, oh, no, I'm a sinner. And I can't cast out a devil until I'm not a sinner anymore. So you're going to have to have the, the devil right in front of you right after you got clean or something. No, it's not. You got to know who you are and you got to know who, what you can do and what you ha- can have. Second Corinthians 4, verse 13. Let's read it together. I'm in King James. Do the best you can. Here it is. Ready, read. We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now, it's talking here about believing until you speak. You have a mouth that's connected to two fountains. One is your head, and you can say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. You can say it, and it's words that that go out of your head, and we all recognize them and understand them, but they will not move the mountain because they are coming out of your head. That is a fact. It is a knowledge. It is just understanding. But there's also another fountain called the spirit man, the heart, and out of it... The regenerated, born-again spirit man that's down in here, when it believes, it of its own accord will speak. Matter of fact, it already is. If you believe that, that they're coming after, going to repossess your car, if you believe that, you might as well make it easy for them and park it at the curb and leave the keys in it because they're coming. <laughs> We're already working that principle, but if you want to move the mountain, You can't just say to the mountain out of your head because mountains don't move based on head. Head words don't move mountains. He said, does not doubt in his heart, but believeth those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have what? Whatsoever he saith. Y'all, you got to have the spirit of faith operating in your life right now. Put it on today. Put on the spirit of faith. Chase it, hunger for it, get, hung, get, get where you're in a position that it'll come on your life. Get around people that have the spirit of faith. Everything in here, we didn't talk about the man with the four crazy friends, the paralytic that was wanting to get into the house and tried to get in the house, and the Bible says in Luke 5, said it was so full they couldn't get in, and four crazy friends got up on the roof. You know, they're going to be in trouble no matter how this thing goes down. They're going to have to come back the next day and fix a house. And yet, they were believing. And Jesus said, I see your faith. 
He said, your sins are forgiven. That caused a big stink. And he said, what's easier? Just rise up and go. And the Bible says he took up his bed and went home glorifying God. That's who we are. One more scripture, and that is in first, where is that? First Samuel, chapter 22. When all of these people wanted to give up, the way they kept from giving up was by finding someone that was in faith. You have always been delivered You've always come past wanting to give up when you found the word of the Lord, and many times it was in somebody. Thank God we have our Bibles. Thank God when you get a depressing thought, you get a, a suicidal thought, you get a, a, a thought that says, I'm just going to leave all them kids and that husband, and I'm going to California or whatever. Crazy things. You go, no, no Christian ever thought that every day, all the time. And if they had $1,000, they would be in Nevada by now, heading that away. You understand that options, many of them aren't carried out because of the, the natural, but it's all up here in the head. When we get there, it's because we haven't heard the word of the Lord. And the reason we haven't usually heard the word of the Lord is because we're not connected to somebody that has the word of the Lord. You have to make connections in the easy times so that you'll have a place to be anchored in the hard times. I could take you to John 16, verse 33, where Jesus says, In the world ye shall have tribulation. But he said, But be a good cheer, I've overcome the world. The word of the Lord is what's overcome the world. It says here in 1 Samuel chapter 22, 2 Samuel chapter 22. No, that's not it. That'll never work. 1 Samuel, it's better. It, it makes more sense. Praise God. 1 Samuel 22, I could turn around and just read it on the screen, hallelujah. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. wonder what thither means, hallelujah. And everyone, say all of them. And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, sounded like folks that wanted to give up. Come on, y'all. They wanted to give up. They only had, they were looking for any option. So uncomfortable, so unhappy, so not working, suffering and in pain. Listen, soul pain is many times worse than physical pain. People think that when you commit suicide, people that commit suicide, that they went to hell, but the truth is they were just sick in their head and not sick in their body. Can you be sick in your head? Can you think wrong thoughts? Can you go the wrong direction based on something that's going on in your head? Absolutely. Absolutely. You sit under abuse. You sit under some sort of, of negative circumstance long enough. It will bear down on your soul and you'll do crazy things. I'm here to tell you, if when you're born again, it doesn't matter where you're sick and go. You're going to heaven. Amen. And it says here that they were all about to give up and they went down 
But he, and he, look, verse 22, and he became a captain over them, and there were with him about 400 men. The Bible says that they gathered themselves, 400 of them gathered themselves to a man that had a spirit of faith. And by the one man with the spirit of faith, giving them the word of the Lord, it turned their situation around. The Bible goes on. You can research it out. The Bible says that David had what's called mighty men. They were men that when he just one day was in Bethlehem and just was sitting back and saying, oh, that I wish I had a drink from the well in the city. And three mighty men went down there because it was the, the city was covered with his enemies. It was occupied by his enemies. They went down and through stealth, they got him a cup of water and brought it back to the king. That's how loyal they were. That's how mighty they were. But they came out of these 400 men. Y'all, we have potential in Christ Jesus. He looks at us based on what Jesus has done for us and in us, and that's how he looks at you. And you may think you're some days you're a throwaway. You may think some days God couldn't use this, but he's always looking at what you look like in Christ Jesus. Amen. So to change it, you need the word of the Lord. And to get the word of the Lord, sometimes you got to be connected. No, all the time. you got to be connected to somebody that's in faith. Have you ever been in faith? We've all been in faith. Have you ever been where you wanted to give up? We won't raise our hand, but we could all raise our hand and say, chuck this thing into the river, I quit. But you just didn't know how to carry it out before something turned around. And you didn't have to tell anybody, I quit six times last week. But we did. The word of the Lord came. It always changes everything. You have to have the word of the Lord, and you have to have a relationship of somebody that's in faith. Two things. First of all, you need to connect to somebody that's in faith. That's why you're here this morning. I am not a great mechanic. I am not an electrician at all. Plumbing, I despise all sorts of things that this property, this building needs, and I could do much of it. My job is to be in faith. My job is to convey, Debbie's and my job is to convey through the gift of God things that will cause you and I to be stable, to be strong, to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We're not here to conduct services and do our duty to God, our Sunday obligation. We're here to advance people because as you become strong in faith, you meet uh, 400 people on your own that you can be their anchor to faith. It is essential who you know so that you can go. Hallelujah. So say, I have the spirit of faith. I operate and function by that spirit. It is who I am, and it determines what I do and what I have. I am called of God for many men. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong in the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I am born again, and I am spirit-filled. I speak in tongues more than y'all. You need to stir up your life in the Holy Ghost. You need to be strong in the Holy Ghost and in the Word of God. There's a lot to do in this life right now. We're in a busy time. 2012 is fraught with more than you can do. If you never went to sleep, you could not get it all done. If you got, never got tired, you could never exhaust the list that's against your life. You can't do it. So you might as well just draw a line and say, I will meditate the word 
and I will stir myself up in the Holy Ghost, and I will connect myself to people that will keep me strong in the Lord. It's the difference between life and death. I'm not going to give up anymore. How about you? I'm not giving up anymore. When we quit is when he snatches us up on that day together. He comes down for us and say, I'm calling the end day. This is when we're going on. And until then, we are strong, strong, strong. Now, you're not just strong for you, me, my four, and no more. We are strong for Tuscaloosa County. We are strong for Alabama. This word by this, this media that we're in right now, the age we're living in, the Twitter age, the, the, all the stuff I don't even know about, the word can go out immediately. So it's not a matter of walking over into Demopolis or getting ourselves down to Moundville to tell some folks that Jesus loves them. It's just a matter of being strong and letting the word of the Lord go out. Let's stand up this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I commission you this morning, River Church. I commission you, believers. I commission you by the name of the Lord Jesus now to be mighty men in God, to be far from distress and anxiety, to be strong from debt and the things that are in this world, and to rise up with the spirit of faith and be strong in him, in the power of his might, to be strong in this day in word and in deed, to be a demonstration of him in this day, that you might show forth, you might declare, and you might be a demonstration of who you are in Christ Jesus. You must do it, and you can do it in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Let's lift our hands this morning and thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're more than enough for me. You're all I need. Thank you, Lord. I take hold of your life and power right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to turn to somebody, just somebody, and I want you just to tell them, look them in the eye, because the anointing of God is here this morning. I want you to tell them, I'm not going to ever give up. I want you to look them in the eye and tell them, I'm not giving up. Turn to somebody. I'm sincere in saying, don't give up. Don't give up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm here to tell you this morning, we'll be finished with this, I think, concerning healing. Many of you have chronic things working in your life, your body, in your, in your soul, even things like just a propensity towards being negative or having depression or something, and it's just been there all your life, or having some sort of joint issue, something that you've dealt with in your, in your, your stomach or your back or something for years. I'm here to tell you, don't give up on healing. The Lord is not asking you to endure until you can prove that you're worthy. The blood of Jesus has made you worthy, and you are worthy right now. The whole issue is that you haven't rose up and said, I am a mighty man, and I am the healed. So, Joey, I'm telling you, don't give up. I had you specifically in my heart this morning that, that your healing, what God has done for you through the Lord Jesus, is so on you. It is so on you. It is so on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
praise God. In the name of yes. Jesus, Lord, I thank you. This man does not give up. I release the healing anointing into his body, every joint, every bone, every nerve. In Jesus' name, I command you to rise up and, and match who he is. He is the healed. I speak healing into this body now. Be healed. Lord, I release the anointing that causes it to be done. In Jesus' name. Now, you just leave this place. Declaring the truth. Right. Whatever the truth is, you declare it. How It's not what you feel. It's not what it looks like. It's not. It's what he has done in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You have a mighty call on your life, my sister. God has picked you out. <laughs> One that you would say <laughs> just shouldn't be. Just why would he? But the things of God in you are mighty. And he wants to extract that in the day of the Lord. And your gift will go around the country. You have things to do and things to say that no man could know. When you acknowledge him and acknowledge them, then that thing like a seed that comes with moisture and comes with sun will break forth and begin to bloom and bring forth a harvest. And you are that woman called of God, saith the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Put your hand on your body. Put your hand on your body right now. Tell your body, I'm not giving up. We're not giving up. We, we are who he says we are, and we have what he says we have, and we can do what he says we can do, and that's the end of it. We're not giving up. I'm not accommodating. I'm not coping. I'm not putting it up. I'm not putting up with it. In Jesus' name, I resist sickness and disease. I resist in Jesus' name. I put on Christ in my body, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, you that are tithers, we don't, I don't want you to lift a hand or raise an eyebrow, but you know who you are. You are covenant men and covenant women. I'm telling you this morning, the word of the Lord is greater than your circumstance. The windows of heaven have been opened unto you, and he has poured out a blessing that you cannot contain in your natural being. You'll have to be supernaturally empowered in order to receive what God has poured out. So I want you right now with me to receive it. I want you to quit giving up. I want you to reverse your course financially. I want you not to say, well, who could give to me and what job could, could give to me and how could it come? I cast that lie down in Jesus' name. We resist those, 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 those things that we don't know. Come on now, help me. I resist those things because I'm aiming, I'm focusing on the things which are unseen. Hallelujah. I refuse to look at the seen. In Jesus' name, money cometh to me. Come on, y'all. I am funded. I am funded for the gospel. I am funded for my family. I am a covenant man, and that is blessed. That is full. That is funded in Jesus' name. 
Now all over this house, you declare it. Declare it with me. I have plenty. I have more than enough. I am funded. I am wealthy. I am rich in him. It is true. And I'm not believing different in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, it has always been our time, but now is our time where the seed can be received by the heart to go forth. Amen. Amen. Anything? I declare you blessed. And opportunities are looking for you. Fullness and overflow are who you are in Jesus.